Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob Podcast, another installment. We have the full squad here today. Miles was cleared off of COVID protocol. He's back. He had to stay away for a couple of games, but we talked to the league and we have him back now. It was just a miscommunication with who he was in contact with. Miles, wholesome Davenport in the building. How are you tonight? I'm feeling good. I'm I'm feeling straight. I don't have COVID, by the way. You, you could misinterpret my intro, but I'm good. I'm good over here. All negative. Uh, yeah, all negative tests. That's why you were able to come back. They were going off of <laughs> who you were in contact with. Somebody that you were in contact with <laughs> had a positive test. So <laughs> we just had to be careful. Part of the league. We have Today, joined by my man, G-Baby, Mr. Hot Takes, debate your mother, because I don't care, Sins Mayor in the building, how are you tonight? <laughs> what happened with that intro for Miles? I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know, um, scary hours in effect, scary hours in effect. Oh, for sure, and Katie not even back yet, so it's going to get real spooky. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to get attacked. A Brooklyn Nets fan gonna get scary hours tatted. And of course, we are joined <laughs> by none other than Moneybag CJ, Bengals aficionado, football aficionado, Adam Schefter, who in the building tonight? <laughs> Listen, man, that's all you need to know right here. He taking over the league. Pat Mahomes is only going to be relevant for a few more years. Wow. All right. All right. Joe, Joe Burrow is in the building. Right. We're we putting this on. Hold up. Hold up. I, I got to put it on. You put Joe Burrow in the building. I, I, I will say this. There's no, there's no better nickname for anybody on the show than Moneybag for Chris. Oh, hey, Ryan, you, We know. The Q1 contest on the way. <laughs> we know. It's crazy. Out of everybody on the screen, his wow. net worth. Crazy, bro. Yeah, the only reason hey, man, for all of our bro. for all of our listeners and all of our followers, we'll be going live in person soon for the podcast. And that's mainly because Chris has provided the funds for us to get the equipment. So he has the that's money news to me. out of <laughs> that's news to me. Money. Front, he provided the venue for us to for us to shoot. Exactly. Better than any state of the art studio we can get to. Hey man, I'm just doing my part. God is good. God is good. Hey, God is great. You got God is God is great. God is great. 
15 room house, four bathrooms, come finished on, basement. Now you owe Dan. Only thing that was accurate about that statement was a finished basement. <laughs> Since we already started talking about football, we're going to start off. We already did the offensive free agents. Who are y'all seeing when it comes to the defensive side? Who are the big names that y'all see in free agency coming up for the defense that actually might be on the move? Like I like Von Miller the most, honestly. Mm-hmm. If the Broncos don't keep him, then he's going to be getting a big bag from somebody. Because I still think he's got a lot of productive years ahead of him. I mean, out of sight, out of mind. He was hurt this year. You kind of forget about him, but he's been one of the most dominant pass rushers in the game for the last decade. I like him. If the Giants let Leonard Williams go, we'll see what happens. But he's, he's definitely up there in the top five uh, defensive players to be on the market. Hold on, Miles. You like Leonard Williams? I liked him before. He just never got any sacks on the Jets. And that was his fans, fans always trash him though. Jets fans always they, trash Leonard Williams. They trash him because of the stats. They don't see that he was good in run run defense, but they see the pass rushing stats and they think, "What are we paying a guy? You, I'd, I'd, I'd at least pay Clowney that same amount if he's going to do the same thing because he's good at run defense too." But he proved this year that he can actually get to the passer a little bit. Because really, if you look at it before this year, his only real good season was his rookie year when he made the Pro Bowl. So I think well, he's got a bright future, but. Well, no, guess what? No one else has to worry about him. He'll be a giant. They'll get the deal done. Don't worry about it. That's 20 mil a year for. You got to pay him. You got to pay him. You, right. have no, you have to pay him. He got 11 sacks last year. He was your only yeah. source of pass rush. You have to pay him. The Giants don't have a choice. I mean, if they let me letting Dalvin Tomlinson go, another guy who could be on the free agent. That's what I was about to say, too. You might yeah. have to pick and choose who you you're keep. Gonna have, you're going to have to keep him because he traded for him. He traded draft capital for him. And I know that they say that the Giants are looking at it that, that way, but they definitely have to be. And if you let Dalvin Tomlinson walk, he's a very good player. That's fine. There are going to be other defensive linemen on the, on the block. The Giants have to reallocate funds to the offensive side of the ball. You know what I'm saying about the Giants? Other defensive players – Go right ahead, man. I mean, there's some, there's some really good kids in this list. So you mentioned, by the way, you mentioned out of sight, out of mind, uh, a name that comes to mind that gets y'all perspective on it. Richard Sherman only played five games last year. Out of sight, out of mind. Greg shaking his head. Do you think he got anything left in the tank? Will he be one of the defensive backs picked up, you know, in free agency? It's not that I think so. Either. I think – yeah, I, I, you don't think he has anything left in the tank? No, it's not that he doesn't have anything left in the tank. It's not about that. That's not the question. It's just he's, he's only a good fit for a few teams in the NBA. He's he not – I mean, in the NBA. And the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> NFL. No, you might as well go play basketball now. He's done. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But in all seriousness, though, he's only a good fit for a couple of teams left in the NFL due to the age. You don't want to bring him into, like, a younger – building up and coming to you. like if the Jets go sign Richard Sermon it makes no sense if if the Saints sign Richard Sermon it makes a lot of sense like just a team that's ready to win I'm not saying he's not he's he's done he's certainly not done um but I don't think that he's a fit for younger teams and I don't think he's gonna command a ton of money on the open market either yeah no nah, he's someone that's gonna I mean he's proved himself in the league right he's he's won a Super Bowl but he's someone that's gonna come in and sign a one-year deal somewhere right he's gonna have to prove himself again after being injured and whatnot 
He's going to probably sign with the team, a playoff team that's ready to win now and whatnot. Um, but I also don't think he, he's not the same cornerback that he, he once was. He can't be out on an island with somebody. He might have to, you know, move to, to the slot uh, and defend players there where he might get some help on the inside as well. But um, I just think with, with the injuries that he's had the past few years, he he's not going to be up to speed um, in like full strength like we've seen him in the past, no matter like your body changes when you get injured, right? So he's not going to be able to do many of the things that he did when he was earlier in his career, you know, being on that island. Um, and then, Miles, you had mentioned Jadavian Clowney, man. Jadavian Clowney, he's had a few rough past few years, right? He got he went to the Seahawks. That didn't really pan out in the, in the first year that he was there. Um, and the one thing that I find, you know, crazy with Jadavian Clowney is like, yo, when you look at everything that he's done when he came in the league, yeah, he, he's had some some good seasons, right? But the one thing that stands out with him is he's always getting injured. He he's he's been in the league since 2014, and he's only played one full uh 16 game season, and that was that's crazy, man. In the in the past seven years, you've played one full 16 game season, like, and then we look back to um you know two years ago uh to yeah 20, 2019 his production level just continues to go down. He said he had like 31 total tackles that season um, or not that this past season, he had 31 total tackles the season before that he had like 49 something. So he, he's another guy that's going to, that I can see going to a, a team that might be a, a playoff team and signing that, you know, one year contract to try to prove himself and see teams are going to have to test him out to see what he's got. Cause he got injured again last year and only played until October. Speaking of pass rushers, do y'all think Bud Dupree gets moved this offseason? Oh, they franchise tagged him already. I, they did. They right? did. No, I, uh, I'm. Pr- don't play no, with they have money. They don't have money to to do that. They don't have any caps. So I think they're gonna have to either franchise tag him or, or Juju Smith. Um, they have to pick one. They won't have the money to do both if they franchise tag Bud Dupree. I think one guy's more. I would, I, I would, I would take Dupree over. I'll take Dupree over too. I'll take Dupree yeah. over too. I'm hoping selfishly Dupree hits the market. I, I would love if Dupree hits the market just to see where he ends up. But I, I think he's going to end up being a Steeler uh, long term. I just hope they didn't already do it. Where's the fun in that? I mean, there's no fun in that at all. NFL free agency is so boring compared to the NBA free agency market. These guys never actually moved half the time. Yeah, um, yeah, they're talking about it. It hasn't been officially. Frank, he hasn't been officially franchise tagged yet. Makes sense. Makes okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe I saw that's their plan is to, to go ahead and franchise him. Yeah, that's their plan. You, you know, my they're trying to figure out. Go. They're trying to figure out how much it would cost and for the Steelers to do that. And like Miles said, do they have the money to do that? I'm pretty sure they'll make the money and the funds to do so. Um, instead of, for example, they had to pick between Bud Dupree and Corvette. Corvette. <laughs> Corvette. Corvette about to hit the road. Hop in the oh. boat, Jay. Jay. He's about to hop in a jet and go somewhere else. He's not a. You bad seen him today? I, I wish I was on on Monday, but. No, he's he's Corvette, today. Corvette today. Yo, uh, the one thing I'll say about Juju Smith, man, he working out with uh Michael B. Jordan's trainer, Mr. Calliet. Yo, he put on some muscle. Like he was in uh, what's that boxer? Uh, Ryan Garcia. He posted a video of him today doing that. Uh. What's it called? The uh, punching uh, challenge, whatever the case was. Punching challenge. Yeah. Yo, Juju, Juju was taking them hits to the end, then his knees started wobbling. But uh, yeah, he put on some muscle, and 
listen, man, we talked about Juju on the last episode. He's he's a good wide receiver. He just needs to mature. And um, I, I don't know if, if the Steelers are going to be a long-term fit for him. I think he can find a home elsewhere. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if it comes down to Bud Dupree and Juju Smith, who gets a contract, you know, it's going to be Bud Dupree. Well, I mean, other other passers out there that would be fun to see, you know, somewhere else would be a guy like Carl Lawson from the Bengals. I'd love to see him. He's not know, going nowhere. Guy, we tagging you know? his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tag your it. Yo, <laughs> You're not yo, going nowhere. Yo, and, Sit and, right back and, down. And so, I said that in NFL free agency, no one goes anywhere. That's what I mean. No one goes anywhere yeah. in NFL free agency. We can talk about all the hype and all that stuff. There'll be more movement this year than, than we've ever seen because of the the quarterbacks in the move. And that tends to tends to sway things well, a little bit. And that's that's part yeah. of it. But that's why I'm saying good players, the anchor players on your defense don't go anywhere. That's why Leonard Williams is not going nowhere. Especially right. on defense. That, Offensive guys are more likely to move. Exactly. And that's like, and that's that's the key. Like we, we see, like you said, in, in free agency, players move. But it's mostly on the offensive side. You're not letting your the, bro. The defense is the core of your team. You cannot let, uh, like you heard the saying, defense wins championships. You're not letting your your best, you know, pass rusher who's who's getting all this pressure on your quarterback and, and making it easier for your offense, uh, to go and turn around and score. You're not letting him go. So I mean, that's where it comes boring. But at the same time, like it's smart in a way. He's gonna be excited to see who the dominoes fall, bro. Like there's players out there like William Jackson from the Bengals too. I know I'm picking on the Bengals, but he was he's he hasn't been too bad. He's had some down years, but he, early right. on in his career, he had a lot of he had a lot of talent. He he showed a lot of talent early on. He's another yeah, guy. Miles. <laughs> Giant. <laughs> he's, he's, another get him out. <laughs> he's another guy who could be on the move, bro. Like the, the lower end defensive players are gonna be on the on the move here and um I, I'm I'm really hoping that you know some of these top guys in the market like uh, I know Shaq Barrett's I hit the market maybe Levante David, uh, maybe he does maybe maybe he hits the market and he's able to go help mm-hmm. a young linebacker core. Um, I can think of one in New York that could also use his services. So I'm hoping maybe he has to, maybe he hits the market like and and to pair him with a guy like Blake Martinez. Come on now, like it, it'd be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm I'm excited about the idea of some of these guys hitting the market. I will say this: talking about the defensive side of the ball isn't as fun because like we said. These guys don't move as much. You're a great defensive player. You're 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 gonna stay. You're not going anywhere. We already saw that Detroit uh, signed a wide receiver today. Um, I think it was Tyrell Williams. They signed him in, in anticipation of the fact they know they're about to lose one. They're about to lose a receiver, and they under they're ready for that. They're gonna lose. Marvin yeah, they said Jones. Marvin Jones is gone. Yeah, it's either him or Kenny Galladay. I'm hoping it's Kenny Galladay gets out of there too. If Kenny Galladay can squeeze loose, bro. I, I, if Kenny Galladay hit the market, bro. He will look so good in, in Giants blue. That's all I'm gonna say. Any guy. Hey, Adam, 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 Adam Schefter said it's up in the air. Adam Schefter said it's up. Yeah, in the they air, don't know man. for sure he's gonna come back or not. If if any guy hit the market, would Edelman A him though? Because he had a, a stud, a stud receiver. And yes, and Miles got this. Miles got this idea. The Giants are broke. They're not broke. The Giants got bread. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Why are you saying that? Like, yes, we know the Jets. We know the Jets are, are flush with cash because they have no assets. I understand this. But, <laughs> but the, the Giants have bread. Teams like that can maneuver money around, bro. The Giants will have enough cash space to make moves. They can sign two premier free agents. That's the way it's gonna work. Two. So you're gonna get one of them's gone. You're gonna sign Leonard Williams. The other one, you're gonna probably sign a wide receiver, whoever it is. And if if it's not a big wide receiver like Kenny Galladay, it'll be like like guys weren't as good, like maybe Curtis Samuel and another guy. 
you'll, you'll sign guys that are middle free, middle of the class free agents who can help your team and start. Because, hey, man, they just let go, let go of Golden Tate. Giants are going after wide receiver either in free agency or in the draft. But again, not a Giants podcast, just putting it out there. Regardless, teams got bread. Hey. Teams got bread. You got money to do it. You, know, you got eleven million in cap space right now. It ain't bread yet. <laughs> they gonna restructure. They gonna restructure. They restarted today, but they already letting go of dead weight. Golden Tate is gone. You, you let it. How about this? You let us know when y'all get there. See if oh he'll let you. Greg, if it was up to Greg, the mayors wouldn't have any money left to spend. <laughs> mayors shouldn't have any money left to spend. What do you mean? If this is about winning football games. You go out there and get the best talent. I've never worried about the Giants not going to get free agents that I, that that are coveted and help the team. Antonio Pierce, like, what are we talking about, guys? That's just one example, but like the Giants go out there and get good players. They just do. They do. I think it's safe that. to say it's safe to say we'll hear the first information on them from Greg. Like he really is a recruiter. Like he keeps telling y'all he does this for real. He recruits across <laughs> all Yo, all sports. I can't. Y'all need clinical that. services. Hit him up too. <laughs> no, tag Kenny Gaudet, tag Allen Robinson. Come play with Daniel Jones, bro. It's up this year. It's up. We're gonna see like we're gonna see a Josh Allen ascension. When it gets up, it's gonna be stuck. Like Cardi said. Come on, yeah. like, Cardi. Cardi said. We're not doing it. When it gets up, it's gonna be stuck. Um, yo, um, <laughs> when, when get come rock with Daniel Jones, give him a receiver he can throw the ball to. He can actually get open. How about that? Shout out to the queen, Cardi B. Uh, you are definitely welcome to come on the show at any time. We'll love to have you on. No. Miles um, <laughs> <laughs> will speak for everybody. He won't be a part of the interview then uh, when you come on. We'll love to have you on, Cardi. Speaking of, though, okay. Speaking of NFL players, we saw a video of Devin Funches getting busy I don't know if y'all saw the video. Tyreek Hill did a complete windmill dunk with, like, ease. Does the NFL have the most talented athletes in the world? Yes. Yes. And and the reason for it is this. The NFL has the most talented athletes in the world because they're they're just the most physically fit. And and if we're talking about the three main sports, right, we're talking about football – Baseball and basketball. Uh, eat, and this doesn't. I'm not going out here to say like, hey, the these players in these sports aren't athletes, right? And these leagues aren't athletes. Basketball players, obviously, great cardio. A lot of them have strength, but at the same time, you don't need to be the most physically fit. You're not taking these hits day in and day out. Yo, know, football players have to be physically strong. They have to have great agility, quickness. Um, Across all positions, you talk about linemen, offensive linemen, they still need to be quick. Some offensive linemen got great feet and are able to have that agility. And and they're 250 pounds, you know, close to pushing 300 pounds. Um, and that doesn't preclude, you know, like I said, players that, that aren't in, in that physical stature, but just the way they have to work and the way they have to keep their bodies to be successful um, in their craft. And then you talk about going you, – you've never seen a baseball player go from playing – baseball to football right but you've seen football players going from playing football to basketball and that just shows their the the versatileness of, of these players I'm not even sure versatileness is a word but <laughs> that just goes in and shows how versatile these players are 
Um, you know, we've seen it with Bo Jackson. We've seen it with multiple players. Um, and we talk about baseball, right? Baseball, yeah, there's a bunch of great athletes in baseball. But at the end of the day, uh, you don't need to be in the best shape to, to play baseball. You can be great at, at your, your position. We've seen overweight pitchers who are great pitchers. But at the same time, you that doesn't require you to be physically fit. It doesn't require you to be, you know, agile. It just requires you to be able to throw the ball and have uh, be versatile in that sense as well, too. So, I mean, for that, for that reason, I think, you know, football players are, are the are the best athletes in the world. If we're talking about um, physical fitness and, and being versatile uh, across all spans. Yeah, before y'all go, we had – Dwayne on the show today what was that like 12 o'clock this afternoon he's in France bench mob is global he was in France on an interview <laughs> he said if you look at the NFL and the NBA the NBA right you have Zion Williamson 6'6 one of the most super athletic gifted guys right you go into the NFL you can probably find 10-12 Zion Williamson Miles Garrett <laughs> My, that's what Miles Garrett and Chris, what he just alluded to. You sometimes see six, four, six, five, 280 pound offensive linemen on a jet sweep moving, moving. You're not going to see that typically, let's say Shaq, if we had put Shaq into the NFL, Shaq not moving like that. You see a lot of NFL players that could translate into multiple sports, basketball, baseball, some even can play soccer. So, and then look at them when they score a touchdown. The goalpost is 10 feet. They be windmilling neck all the way at the top by the goalpost with ease. But I saw Greg make a couple constipated looking faces. So I'm sure you're not on the same page with us. <laughs> is that the case? Do you, do you agree? I just think it's closer than you think. That's all. I don't, I think NBA athletes are insane. They're incredibly gifted. Um, yeah, I think what happens a lot of times is guys who play in the NBA often play football growing up. So you're going to get a lot of football players playing basketball, and a lot of basketball players playing football. It's, it's a blend. If you really want to be honest, the best athletes in the world playing at the NBA or the NFL. It's, it's really a blend because a lot of these dudes play, were playing cross, like playing a cross sport, right, growing up. And so I think that you're more likely you, – the right answer there is probably that it's both sports. Like, there, there isn't a better athlete on earth than, than LeBron James and Zion Williams, right? There, like, there just isn't. Like, those guys are incredible. And so – and they will play in the NBA. So, like, if you, if you really look at this thing, um, and you, <laughs> there's no way that you could say that guys that, that – you, you don't think – hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You don't think Aaron Donald is a better athlete than Zion yeah. Williamson? Come yeah. on now. Take that back. Yeah, yeah, and you just you bite your lip because you're like, oh, I didn't think about that. No, I'm, 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 I'm Aaron Donald, better this? athlete than Zion Williamson. Let's calm that down. No, he's not. What are you talking about? Yeah, post it. All right, we're gonna post this right after the show. Watch. Aaron Donald's not a better athlete than Zion. You're crazy. Oh, you're you crazy. Know, you don't even believe that. You don't even believe that. He's like, what are you talking about? Zion Williamson is like literally a superhero, bro. What are you talking? Like, he, he is. He's is. He's too angry, and he, he's he not, is like a fiend's bird. How is how is anybody he like he's three hundred pounds? Sometimes he plays like he's three hundred pounds. He doesn't play like he's you know, he, you know what I'm trying to say. He doesn't play like he, he he's physically fit all the time. Sometimes he plays like he's a big guy. Who? Zion? 
Yes. The only reason why Zion is an all-star right now, the only reason why Zion was number one pick is because he moves the way he does it, his size. That's what makes him special. If Zion didn't have that, he would not be Zion Williamson. He would, he, oh, he would be on Weight Watchers, not in the, not in the NBA, if he, if he was not the athlete that he is right now. If that is the biggest reason why, yo. You ever seen Zion go get a rebound? Zion flashes his athleticism on every single play. He has the quickest second jump in, in, in NBA history. I've never seen anything like it before. He's up the ground so fast, and he's able to jump up again real quick and just bump you real quick. He's able to take contact. There's no way Aaron Donald better athlete than him. What? He's the, Aaron, crazy Donald. One. He's the Aaron Donald of the NBA. That's it. Just leave it at that. He's the Aaron Donald of the NBA. What? Are we, what? Are we, what? <laughs> no. Yes. No. Aaron, Donald yes. The best, Aaron Donald the best athlete in football. What are we talking about right now? I think he's the best athlete in football. He's the best. He's the best athlete in football. Aaron Donald. I think I, I I I don't know if I would go as far in saying the best athlete in football, but I'm saying he's a better athlete than Zion Williamson. No, then you're saying that, then you're saying there's better athletes than Zion Williamson in football. Like you're saying, if Zion Williamson was in, was playing in the NFL, he would not be. He wouldn't be the best. He wouldn't be. Bro, if Zion Williams was playing in the football, NFL, his his ass would be a nose tackle. <laughs> if, no, he'd be a he'd be a tight end. He'd be anything you want him to be. No, tight end. So you're saying so? Back to what you just said, though. So if Aaron Donald isn't the most athletic football player, who would you put above him? Honestly, I I probably and I hope I'm not missing any names. You know, Miles Garrett's athletic, but he's not athletic as Aaron Donald. I would probably say Aaron Donald's one of the most athletic players in in football. Yeah, so I, I'm confident saying Aaron Donald. No, because Tariq Tariq is just Tariq is it's crazy. Tariq's fast, but I'm to, we're talking about strength. We're talking about agility. Aaron Donald, that's him. Tariq check all the boxes too. I get he that, but we, we talking about size, we talking about everything like explosiveness. Yes, Tyreek, Tyreek, that's Tyreek too. But at the same time, like, man, how did this go from comparing Tyreek to Aaron Donald? You trying to get off topic? We talking no, about not. Zion and Williamson, and we talking about Aaron Donald. If you're asking who is the better, oh, man. Hey, we're not even going to discuss it. We're going to let the polls decide. Nah. That's what we're going to do. We're going to let the polls decide. <laughs> no, 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 no. As far we went, no, because sometimes, bro, poll, but bang, you know, sometimes, sometimes the polls be off. <laughs> I, I, I love the listeners. A lot of people support the show and support our podcast. <laughs> but sometimes y'all just be off, bro. So let me, let me, before nah. you get it, and getting ahead. Y'all of this, be on point. Greg just be so. Nah, they, they really don't. <laughs> oh, getting and getting and getting ahead of this and getting ahead of this, bro. In all seriousness, yo. It's no way Zion Williamson is, is is the second best athlete in all sports right now, behind LeBron James. And he might be better. He might be a better. He well, might be a better. Well, athlete Aaron Donald. Than Donald and Zion, if y'all hear this, man, we'd love to have you on the podcast, and and y'all can go head to head and debate who's the better athlete. Aaron Donald, not, Aaron Donald knows he's not a better athlete than Zion. He knows that. Crazy, you crazy. Aaron Donald knows that. Aaron Donald will tell you that. <clears throat> Aaron Donald's a walking muscle who moves fast. I get it. He's amazing. Bruh, Zion is walking like Zion ain't even all muscle, bro. Zion just a Zion be slapping back. Uh, what's it called? Smash burger for the game. He go dunk on your favorite player afterwards. He's not a better athlete. Are you serious? Bro, nah, that's crazy. So Zion, Zion is incredible, bro. There's no way, bro. He's Thanos. He really is. I think 
I think you meant Bojangles. That's big down there, Bojangles. Bojangles, whatever they eat down there in the South. He said Wendy's. <laughs> Raising kings or whatever they be eating down there, bro. Hey, before we, before we continue, um, we, Jeff, definitely want to say we are not a part of colorism. Um, I know Greg just chose somebody that was close to his skin complexion by saying Tariq Hill. So we do not <laughs> support colorism. <laughs> Bro, the fact that you had to mention that is hysterical. I see where this conversation could go right now. I'm not going to take it there. Because <laughs> like, like, my, like, like uh, my favorite artist, Blast, said, it's understood don't got to be – it ain't that complicated, bro. We ain't got to be – it don't got to be explained. That really, is, that really is your favorite artist. I was peeping. It was like seven days straight you was posting his song. Nah, he crazy. Like, He's crazy. Shout out to Blast. You, bro. Yo, Blast want to come on the show. Blast go crazy. Come on the show, bro. Oh, get on that. I know Chris, Chris needs some new music right now. <laughs> Transition into flag on the play segment. Oh, this is a tough one. Greg McDermott uh, mentioned to his players, stay on that plantation after one of their games, uh, except for the decline. Except. Yeah, I need to know more. What happened? All right, I'm going to give you the exact quote. Guys, we got to stick together. We need both feet in. I need everyone to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. That's just a poor choice. Twice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about what you said twice. Yeah. Go ahead, Miles. I want to hear you. I want to hear I want to hear this. It's like a poor choice of words. Like, knowing damn well, most of your players are of African-American descent. So, for you to use that choice of words is, is pretty bad. It, it reminds me of the uh, – who was the coach of the Cavs last year that got fired? The, the Michigan coach that was there. Beeline. Uh, oh, um, Beeline. There you go. There you go. It reminds go. me of those comments that he made to the team and just alienated himself from the, the team. But that's different. It's NBA to college. So, I mean, he's got their future in his hands. But I don't know. I'd like to see what this does to the chemistry going forward because – I know Creighton is a good team, but how do you play for a guy who who can just use that comfortably? Meaning, he said it behind closed doors before, or something maybe worse than that behind closed doors. Because you know, when the camera's not rolling, people they'll say stuff. Oh yeah, that they won't say to the to the media. So. Yeah, and to, to say it twice, you ain't even stop yourself after the first time <laughs> to be like, hold up, did I just say that? Like, that's like, yeah. It, you it know they were looking out. at him crazy, too, when he said it the first time. He and then the second down. time? That's what I'm saying. You double down. That's not – it's like you say something racist and you don't stop yourself. You repeat it. You're going to say, hey, you jive turkeys. You ain't nothing but jive turkeys. Wait, you said it again? <laughs> that would be yo. That was actually the call. I'd be dying, bro. <laughs> I just had to throw out jobs because I wasn't going to say no. an actual racial comment. So then we get shut down. Oh, Antonio Burnett's nah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll tell you what though. If I'm a player on that team, I'm addressing it. I'm addressing as uncomfortable as it might be. Just due to everything, like we talked about, everything that's went on this past year, like. We got to stop letting stuff slide as African-American men. So if I'm an African-American male, as I, 
even if I'm a player, even if that means getting benched, like there, there's a, a way to address it. You don't got to be disrespectful about it, but you can pull coach aside after the game or whenever you get some free time. But hey, coach, that didn't sit right with me, right? And, and talk about it man to man and and see see what comes of that. But uh, that's something you definitely got to address because if again, like if if you let that slide as a player, and other players feel the same way, and, and now y'all y'all talking amongst yourselves and not directing it and bringing it up to him, one that chemistry is gonna get mixed up, messed up. And then two, like at the same time, you giving him a free pass. Like we done with the free passes. No one. Right. Do you think that he'll actually like receive repercussions from this? I think he doesn't, just because, as Miles mentioned, Creighton is a good team this year. He's been there for a while. If this was like a losing program, I'd see they have no problem cutting their losses. But we've seen time and time again, there's a loyalty to successful. And sometimes not successful, but especially if you're successful, you get a little bit of leash, like, ah, oh, you know, he didn't really mean it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It wasn't, it wasn't in his heart. He came out and he apologized. Uh, we're we're making him go to therapy or he's going to a <laughs> class to, you know, be more sensitive towards these topics. Like it, it, he's he's probably not gonna get fired. Um, and I think the fact that he said it twice, and also the fact that he even said this at all. Yo, we was in a group chat this morning, and Dion was like, "Who uses a, who uses plantation as an, an analogy?" Anyways, I've never heard that before, right? So for him, I've never heard anyone use an analogy and say and, and incorporate plantation into it. That's unheard of. So this this goes back to the comment we we have this conversation all the time. We always find ourselves back here. Yo, man, like, how good is it to be white in a position of power in America, bro? Like they do whatever they want, bro. He said it once. He he, he knew it was out of pocket. There's no way, bro. There's no way he didn't know what he was saying was out of pocket. He said it again. He said it twice in the same comment within the same 26 second span. He said plantation twice to a room full of black men. Although I will say, Creighton has more white players than than the average college basketball team. I will say that, but still in a room full of majority black men, like. Oh, he he knows he's gonna get away with this. He he knows he he didn't he probably didn't expect it to get out. He's not happy about that. But at the end of the day, to be shocked if he gets fired. He's actually known as a good college basketball coach. Um, here's what I will say, and I was thinking about this too. No, it's not about. I know it's not about Doug McDermott, his son. But hey, man, in the NBA, you got to be looking at him kind of left, like, so your dad's saying this, like. And I don't know, like, how do you feel? Like, what was going on in the household when you were growing up? Like, how do you feel about us being in this locker room? Like, I'm just saying, there's a trickle-down effect for all of this, right? Like, yeah. you know, that stuff, I like racism that. isn't learned. Racism isn't, no, racism is learned. Racism is taught. It's taught. It's taught and learned. Racism is not something you're born with, right? Like, you're not born that way. You don't just born with that, not born with that ideology. So that's something that I thought about, too, when, we, when I read this story, when I heard about this story, <laughs> and we talked about it this morning, I meant to put that in the group chat. But nah, man. Like it's, it's he's gonna get. Away. I think he'll get away with it. if if noise gets loud enough. Like to Chris's point, if players start having conversations, if players start going on ESPN doing specials, you know, you kind of remind me of uh, Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State, the football coach. I, he was wearing a um a controversial shirt, right? It was a controversial shirt. I think I think he was supporting like this really right wing, like crazy off the wall. Um, Joe, and he was wearing a shirt about it, and the players took offense to it. His best receiver, his best running back, his best player, the best the running back, um, I, 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 Hubbard, I think his name is Hubbard. Yeah, he went on ESPN, did a special, and I don't 
like it blew up. There was a lot of publicism around it, right? And I don't think that um, Bundy lost his job. See? No, right? He didn't lose his job. So it's weird. Like it was, this is why I started by saying it's no, it's no better. There's no other better position to be than to be a white man in power in America because you get away with almost anything you want. Like you get away with almost anything you want. There's nothing. No one can touch you, right? Is is so. I said I said I, I started by saying like, hey, like maybe if this gets enough public publicized and you know people are writing about this and players are like boycotting, maybe it'll become a thing. But it would have to go that far for him to get fired. He didn't have a chance, and even then, you might not get him out of there. Good point. You mentioned it with you know his son because same thing. You look at it. Obviously, this wasn't a race thing, but. If people was coming at Lonzo and LaMelo for what LeVar was doing, hmm. trust and believe it's going to be somebody in the league is going to say something. I'm like, so you feel the same way your pops feel? Mm-hmm. You think we had a plantation? Or just in general, somebody going to talk trash. They will use that as bait to try to get into his head for sure. Uh, transition to the next one, kind of within the same vein of what we just mentioned, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall were forced to add a white actor to the original Coming to America cast, except or decline. That movie funny as hell. <laughs> but I'm going to decline. <laughs> uh, it's, on, it's on brand for today. This, this type of storyline, this headline, right? Like, being forced to... It, it, here's, so here's more of the story. We need more Black entities controlling things in Hollywood. We need more black entities controlling things in general. So that way we can do things the way we want to do things and we don't have to, you know, I don't want to use acquiesce. We don't have to, we don't want to have to like fold any demand, right? Just because stupid reasoning like that, like it doesn't make any sense. Like they should have creative license over what they're doing and they don't. And it goes back to saying like, you just need more black positions of power across the board. And it's not, it's few and far between. Um, that's why as much people want to slander the, the, the Tyler Perry movie sometimes, you get a lot of that slander about the Medea movies. Hey man, that guy had complete creative license over his stuff. He really did. And he put people on. So you got to give him credit in that regard. So it, it's, it's no different here. It's the same thing. Shout out to Tyler Perry. Big shout out to you, bro. Uh, next one, Jalen Rose. And I quote, no team can take a healthy Lakers to even six games in a playoff series, except for the clock. Hold up, I was looking at I was looking at Greg's face right there. Yo, are you watching that Zion poster? Is that no. why you're making that face? No, bruh. This Warriors game, bro. This the rookie uh, Mulder. He just tried to bull, he just tried to put Enos Cantor on a crazy poster. But getting back to the getting back to your question, that was crazy. Y'all, y'all gonna see the miss is crazy. Um the <laughs> wow. Getting back to your getting back to your point though. Um damn, repeat the question for me. I gotta I gotta hear it again. <laughs> this is a question for Tone and and uh Greg mainly because y'all know question. So <laughs> yeah, we know the Knicks ain't gonna be there. Jalen Rose <laughs> Jalen Rose said, and I quote, no team can take a healthy Lakers to even six games in a playoff series. He's we wrong. just talked about this on the show the other night. He's wrong. Lakers he's wrong. in five. I, yo, yo, I, I, he's wrong, and I, and I say the Lakers are going to win the championship. The Lakers are going to win a championship. The Lakers are going to win the championship. I, 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 I fully believe that. I think LeBron's going to get ring number five. 
But I think a large part of the reason why is because LeBron's running mate is a virtual nightmare for anyone to guard. And if you're a team like the Nets, who likes to switch everything and play this style defense and kind of go hybrid zone and just do all this, do all these wonky things on the defensive end to make up for the fact that you don't have many defensive players that can play one-on-one, it's going to catch up to you. Now, we've seen it happen before. It's going to catch up to you. The Heat were doing that. The Heat were doing a lot of the same things last year. They played a lot of the same defensive schemes the Nets play now. They're, at the end of the day, most the reason why the Lakers are going to be hard to beat is, is yes, LeBron is amazing and he's, and he's the GOAT, but it's, it's, it's Anthony Davis that makes him impossible. To, like, it makes it really hard to defend them because he can catch the ball in the perimeter and he has a mismatch. He can catch the ball down low, he has a mismatch. You want a double team, you're just going to find an open cutter or find an open three-point shooter, and they're going to make a play. And that's it. So the Lakers are really hard to beat. But come on, to say that, like, that's disrespect to the Nets. The Nets can take them six at the least. It's going to take at least six to get the Nets up out of there. If it doesn't, that's just that's, that's disappointing on the Nets part. But I I, I, I got to go six. They went they went six to Miami last year. It was Miami last year. You're not going to – they no other team can beat, take, them, take them to six if they're not helped? Nah, bro. I know they're better this year with Dennis Smith – with Dennis Schroeder. I said Dennis Smith. Dennis Schroeder, but – Nah, bro. Like, I, Nets can take him six. Everyone else, I don't think the Clippers taking him six. Not with Nick Batum on the court as much as he played. Not with, <laughs> not with Pandemic P on the court. Not Pandemic P. When it, when it matters, Pandemic he's gonna fold up. Last night he took mad jump shots again. Wasn't he taking mad jump against the Celtics? I was watching a little bit of that game. All he does is take jump shots. He takes contested jumpers. He's six eight. Pandemic P, he, he needs a new nickname. I'm not gonna say it on the show. Worse, the only way I see that they really give a struggle to stop an AD, they probably gonna have to try to like break into the hotel and shave his unibrow or something like that. Because y'all ain't got enough for AD. So I say Lakers and five transitioning. (laughs) They have dunk contest, three point contest, skills contest. Don't 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 think we forgot either. We're gonna talk about Brian Winhurst and his prediction. I saw Miles make a mad face dress now. We're not forgetting about the Knicks. We're gonna talk about them. We're gonna end it off on the show on a high note talking about they finally got a possibility. A possibility of you know things getting better. Y'all been singing that Annie song for a long, long time. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Dunk contest. Are y'all interested in the dunk contest this year? Anthony Simmons, Cassius Stanley, Obi Toppin. Zion was rumored to be in it, and he came out and said, no, I'm not going to be in it. Are y'all interested in these three names? Not really. not being it. pissed me off. They need to have bigger names in these dunk contests for people to have interest in it. Like, yeah. you have a couple guys like Cassius Stanley doesn't play, really. Anthony Simons is – he's good, but – also not a big name, and then Obi, who hasn't really done much this year. So it's a bunch of role players in a dunk contest. We want to see guys like Zach Levine, Zion, guys who've proven that they're very good players in the league and they have balance. Like, if if they don't get guys like that, because it doesn't really interest me. Like, I'd rather watch tennis than watch that dunk contest. That's Cap. <laughs> you know that's got, <laughs> but I agree. I agree. I, I definitely think that <laughs> he's a tennis. He hey, if lying, Naomi, but... Yeah, if Naomi Osaka playing, he might be right because <laughs> no. she's exciting to watch. But hey, I agree completely. I think they need bigger names. 
last year's dunk contest with Dennis Smith and uh, Aaron Gordon was one of the best of the decades, right? They were both getting 50 scores. It was going back and forth. Aaron Gordon got robbed. We won't get into that. But at the same time, like, they need bigger names. Like, you can't have Cassie Stanley. Obi Toppin, I'm excited to watch him just because he's a rookie. And, uh, you know, he, he's already caught a few lobs for the Knicks, as Miles knows. Um, and I think he's going to have a great career, um, whether he stays with the Knicks or wherever he goes. But um, I'm excited for him. But at the same time, like, I'm not excited about watching the other guys. It's not like it's been in years past. It's not as exciting. Um, and if it is these three guys, they better come out with something crazy because I'm sure that aura is felt around the league too. Like, they probably know in their head, like, damn, I'm probably not the most exciting player to watch. I, I got it. I snuck in, right? So now they're going to have to do something crazy to stand out and, and kind of change the narrative. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's just my take. Yeah, can't this be they possibly they coming out party, though? Like, I mean, Derrick Jones Jr., he's not the biggest player. You feel yeah. me? Like, the biggest role. And he came out, and, again, that's debatable if he should have won or whatnot, but he has some good dunks. So, maybe you're looking at, like, an Obi Toppin. He ain't had nothing else to do. He's playing <laughs> six, seven minutes a game. He might come out with something great. But yo, he's yeah. not there are there are two people in the dunk contest that people should be excited to see. Anthony Simon's bounce is crazy. And Cassius Cassius Stanley, his his bounce is crazy and he's an incredible dunker. It's gonna be fun to watch them both dunk. Like it's gonna be a good one. You wanna talk about the excitement talking about generating excitement? I don't think I think the NBA is worried about the casual fan. The NBA is not worried about people like me who are gonna watch it no matter what you put out there for the most part. For the most part, so like I like for people who know ins and outs of basketball, know that like hey, you've been watching these guys since high school. You know Anthony Simons, you know Cassius Stanley. Yo, these guys got bounce, and they're gonna put on a show. But for the average fan, they don't, and they care about the average fan. They need viewers. So if you want viewers, that's who should have been in dunk contest this year. Zion Williamson, good playing period. Zion Williamson cannot sit up the dunk contest. I get it. I know they're scared. He's going to break through his sneaker or something like that, or he's going to he, he gonna tear, <laughs> tear up his knee or something like that. He's just that great, great of an athlete where things like that can happen. Like, every every phase of flight risk, you just don't know what's going to happen. And I get that part, but he easily been the most exciting. It, it would have made it the most exciting dunk contest if you had a lineup of him, Aaron Gordon, coming back, if you didn't screw him last year. And then you you have, like, Zion. I mean, Zion, you have Zach Levine in there, too. Just those three guys. You imagine mm-hmm. the amount of hype that they had in the dunk contest with those, with those three guys? It'd been insane. It'd have been insane. Viewership would have been crazy. Huh? You, oh my god. Viewership would have been crazy. What you stop whatever you're doing, bro? You putting all plans to the side. You putting all plans to the side, bro. Um, so yeah, I, I, you need bigger names in it if you want to get the casual fan. But yo, message to the casual fans, do not sleep. Obi Toppin's the Obi Toppin, the last dude I'm excited about watching in that dunk contest. Anthony Simons, Ashley Stanley, they bounce is Actually crazy. And if you're watching, uh, I've seen uh, Cassius Stanley working out in the summer with Chris Johnson. And he, Chris Johnson, funny enough. Chris Johnson. And, I'll be training him. I'm saying, though. <laughs> so, so you, a lot of the dunks he be doing is crazy. His practice, we be practicing, bro. They're wild. He's going to do something crazy. People, people, are, people are not ready for him, bro. It'll be a good show. I, I think this will be their coming out party for all three of them. Um Biggest stage for all of them that they'll be on. Uh, Obi Toppin doesn't play much in New York. Cassius Stanley and Anthony Simmons don't really play either, and they're not in big markets. So I think they're going to have that in mind of, hey, there's going to be a lot of viewers. I'm going to come out and put out a show. Of course, over the last 10 years, we've always 
every dunk contest, it's always been one or two names that we would have loved to see, the big names. Like LeBron's never done it. Zion didn't do it this year. Names like that we would have loved to see. We normally don't see them. So you got the opportunity for them to step up. Skills challenge. Who y'all got in this? We got Robert Covington, Luca, CP3. Randall. DeMontis Sabonis <laughs> and Nikola Vucevic. What? We know he... You said you said you said Robert Covington's in a skills challenge. Yeah, he's been having a bad, bad, uh, bad year. <laughs> bad year. It's not even about his year. He's not a skills, skills challenge yeah. player. What are we talking about? The only skill he's gonna put out there is if I think he can shoot the ball. It makes no sense having him in a skills challenge. You know why? Because he must have been throwing. Because because Lamelo passed on it. Yeah, I know y'all heard about that. Lamelo. They, they wanted Melo real bad to headline the event and bring viewers. Because you know Melo is showstopper. That's what it ha- That's what it is. And he said, nah. So that's what that is. But yeah, you said Robert Covington. That kind of turned me off. There. I'm not going to lie. You got Randall, Julius Randall in there too? Yeah. Really? Greg, like, ew. That's an ugly lineup. <laughs> this is a thing for guards for the longest time. Run, run through that you lineup. Want, you want a John Stockton, Mark Jackson? Who who else? I don't want no more. Look, I, listen. <laughs> no, I, I said exciting guards. I will run through the line. Kyrie. It'll be fun, Steph Curry. Steph Curry in the three point. They don't want to do it. Steph doing three point contest this year? Yeah, Yeah, they are. Skills challenge. Robert Covington, DeMontis Sabonis, Nikola Vucevic, Julius Randle, Luca, and CP3. I'm going to Miles is already picking Julius Randle. Chris got Sabonis. Greg. CP, CP? Easy. easy, easy. I'm going with Yo, the, CP too. The, the one thing about this this competition too, right? It's it's not necessarily like who's the best shooter. It's who gets it in that the the hole first, right? Because we we seen last year with um, uh, Pascal Siakam, bro. His first three tries, he just missed, and uh, I think he was going against Bam Bam the first round. Bam was already you know on his way back from making his layup coming to shoot that three so it's just about who who really gets it in first and who gets the most three-point uh attempts we'll see what happens i'm going with cp3 to point god three-point contest steph curry this is stacked this i think is going to be the most exciting thing of the whole all-star steph curry Jalen brown jason tatum devin booker zach levine and donovan mitchell no joe i got no Joe Harris this year? I don't get it. No, Joe say Joe Joe turned it down. He said he's he said he does not agree with the NBA having an all-star weekend. He said he turned, he turned it down. Makes sense. Man, he booked, I'm going, I'm, he booked I'm going his flight to Puerto Rico. Joe would have won. You're the best shooter in basketball outside outside of Steph Curry. Uh question, like question. I just want to ask, I just want to ask that. You said Steph Curry, right, Chris? To win it? No, I said Booker. Devin Booker, okay. Okay. So back to what you just said, Joe Harris, right? Are we putting him really at that point of top three, top five shooters? At He's at a lower clip than a lot of the top percentage shooters. Do you think, I'm just asking, do y'all think if he's shooting like Harden, like Steph, like Zach Levine, and he shot eight, nine attempts a game, Mad threes again. <laughs> you be taking mad threes. 
He's three for six. He get he averages six attempts. Yo, yes. I mean, he's yes. on a team that opens up a lot of open shots for him. So nah, bro. Nah, see, I would, I would agree with that. If year before years years prior, he wasn't doing the same type of damage. He wasn't shooting fifty percent. He's shooting fifty percent right now. Well, now yes, it's inflated because he's playing. He's getting a lot of open looks, but yo, he be hitting contested looks too. I, I'm watching. I was in the Rockets game now. He had like two or three, two or three shots, and guys drills. No, bro, he's confidence on a different level. He's a better shooter this year than he was before, but he's been the top shooter in the league for a long time. He won three point contests already. Yeah, but he won it. Where would you put Joe Harris? Where would you put Joe Harris? Top five. Okay, we're gonna go. I'll do this for you right now. We're gonna do Steph. We're gonna do Clay. Uh-huh. We're gonna do a uh, book is incredible. Uh, I can give book the nod, and then I'm at four. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Joe. Okay, I like that. That's solid. Go Joe. That's so solid. no Joe Harris. So no Joe Harris. Who you got winning this three point contest? Tell you who I don't have winning. Jason Tatum. I don't know why you're in that. <laughs> and Jason. Not that Jason Tatum can't shoot. He don't got he don't got the form for a three point contest. It's, it's rapid fire. He got that long court release. It's gonna take too long to get them off. He, he might finish. I don't know if he's gonna finish the rack. So so I don't so Jason Tatum, I don't have him winning. Um that could be, be interesting. I hope he wins. I just hope he wins. But I don't think he will. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go it's between book and staff. I'm gonna go book. Say it. Say it we again. Got two for book. Say it Miles, again. who you rocking with? Uh, my Kentucky bull. I'm rocking with D book. Rocking with D book. Oh. You know I gotta go against the odds. I'm gonna go choose Steph. It's not against I'm, the odds. <laughs> Show the best shooter of all time. Yeah, <laughs> it's against the odds on the show. We got three D book and then one Steph Curry. So I'm going into odds in that regard. Um, I'm going yeah, Steph Curry. Well, the reason the, the reason that you got to go book real quick before we transition, he coming back with vengeance after losing a buddy heel last year. I mean, like book hit mechanically like he he was doing that rapid fire and he had that not uh traditional high arc, but at the same time, like you know, I think book really gonna come back with vengeance and this is a stacked lineup too, like we talked about. So he's got more to prove this year than he did last year. Yeah, not necessarily more to prove, but like it's going to be harder for him to, to get to the finals uh, than it was for him last year. Yeah, I guess. I mean, this is, to me, this is the only thing that he really should have been a part of concerning All-Star Weekend. So, hey, you could get a win on this. Talking Kudos crazy. to you. He's talking crazy. crazy. He shouldn't Nah, bro. Crazy. Should, if, if AD wasn't injured, D-Book shouldn't be in. shouldn't make it. You say who? Zion. 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 You obviously have to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you ever seen He's that video of Antonio Brown calling him Zion? Nah. <laughs> I didn't see that. I'm looking at you like, who is he? You ever, you ever seen that video? No. I thought he was saying Zion. I'm like, yo, who is video? Yo, so Antonio Brown was working out with the Saints one summer and he put a video up on, on Instagram. It was funny. It was so yeah, funny. Never mind. Never mind. You know what I'm talking about. And he was like, and Jimmy's like, yo, I'm with Zion. Yeah. You like Zion. <laughs> Zion. <laughs> I don't know Zion. Send that, yeah, send that to me. I didn't see that one. Like last last event of the uh All-Star weekend, which I don't know, you know, how many people really pay attention to this, but just for the heck of it, because 
Might be something fun to watch. Quavo, Jack Harlow against Lil Baby 2 Chains. Who y'all got? Oh, my God. Hold on. Who is it? Name it. Name it again. Quavo and Jack Harlow against Lil Baby and 2 Chains. Jack Harlow ass. Oh, at basketball. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not at music. I was about to say, whoa. Hold up. (laughs) I was about to say. Nah, but yeah. 2 Chains. Two chains actually hoop for real, so I gotta go with two chains and, and little baby. He'll carry he'll carry little baby, but in real you life, gotta carry little baby. Little baby be carrying two chains. So how, how did how did this how, how did they miss getting little Dirk in this? Y'all seen the video of little Dirk hooping? Yeah, little Dirk is cold. He's yeah. cold. I don't know how the NBA didn't get him in this situation here, but I don't care about this. What are we talking about, bro? <laughs> K- KD signed off on Lil Dirt. Yo. <laughs> Jack Carlo ass. You ever seen him hoop? Yo, Two Chip, chains. I'm going to take it the wrong way. You keep saying he ass. <laughs> <laughs> Two chains is 6'5". He's the tallest person out of all of them. So uh, just that alone. Give Two chains the ball. Look, the NBA is pulling at straw. You said what? J. Cole wasn't available? I think, like I said, I think the NBA pulling at at straws here, trying to do something to bring excitement to this. They doing all of this in one day. The rappers game is like the day before. They could have put Miles Bridges in there, since you know he'll never make an All Star game. He he raps a little bit, so put him out there. Um. So Brian Whithurst, he made a prediction that. Within the next year, by trade deadline next year, he believes that a superstar will demand a trade and the team that he will choose will be the New York Knicks. Do you think this is any validity to this? I mean, it is still the Knicks. They are changing the culture, but a superstar-level player forcing his way to the Knicks by next year. I'm going to sit back and listen. I feel like Miles should have gone first on this, but you want me to go first? Yeah. Um, I don't want to hear any of this garbage right now. This is they're talking about a year from now, just to say a year from now. Oh, they got their hopes up, thinking they're gonna get so and so. They the media always tries to do this and and try to play the Knicks out. So unless it's happening, you know, unless Woj is saying this, then I don't really care. Brian Winter. <laughs> I don't really care what you got to say. Like the Knicks are doing fine right now. We're, we're building slow, and it's working out right now. Like we got the the coaches of future. Well, co- coach of the present. My bad. Coach of the future. Coach of the present right now. Who, in my opinion, should be coach of the year. But that's that's gonna happen at a later date. You'll see. Um, but I definitely think that the Knicks could get a, a superstar in the next year if we want to be honest about it. All it takes is for them to win just a little bit, make the playoffs, make a little run for somebody to be interested because it's still New York. For everything that's been going on for the last 15 years, all it takes is for a little winning to happen. And anybody who's a little upset with their market, you know, somebody in Milwaukee might be a little upset Come to the Big Apple. I don't want him. The Big Apple. I don't want him either, but I'm just saying there's going to be guys out there that 
see what's happening in New York. They're winning right now with, I'd say, a lack of talent on this team and making things happen. And that's mainly because of the coach. So imagine if you get superstar talent and other guys that will play with superstar talent around around those players. The sky's the limit. I think the, I think the best bet is for you to get somebody in free agency. If somebody's demanding a trade, let's say, because you just mentioned it, let's say Giannis, right? If you're demanding a trade to come to New York, the little talent that y'all have, what is that player going to be playing with coming to New York? You know what I'm saying? Like it'll it'll give me the same same. What free agents of the, make it to the market though? What what superstar free agents actually make it to the market? I don't I don't know. We'll see what happens. Some people might sign, might not sign back based off, let's say, if New York is winning. I just don't want the Knicks to do the same thing that he did with Melo. If they waited, they could. That's a number to me. That's the top three team. If they waited, kept those assets and just got Melo in free agency. That's true. But that's, that's also- the only thing I don't want them to do. Trade away a bunch of assets and you bring a star here and they're playing with Antonio Burnett, Little Oot, like <laughs> keep the talent there that y'all got and pair it with it. Greg, Mr. Brooklyn. Hey, it's it's, it's really a Knicks town, bro. And unless y'all went in chips, it, it's not looking good for y'all of uh, taking over the city. Said this for I've said this, I've said this for a little bit. I don't care about the city. Oh, the city. I don't need the city support. The Nets don't need the city support. What this is this is really simple. It's similar to the Nets. The Nets started winning. I knew when the Nets started winning, they would get free agents to come. And look at us now, right? Tell 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 story. With the Knicks, it's the same thing. It's no different. Like if they started winning, they'd get guys who want to come play in the Garden and come play for the Knicks, a, a blue blood franchise. So I'm not surprised by this. The story here isn't even about getting a free agent. Let's, let's I'm gonna put it to the curve for a second. If the Knicks get if what Brian Windhorst is saying is true, and the Knicks have to get a trade for a star, we're gonna get rid of RJ Barrett. Knicks fans should be excited about this. Like this is the best thing that could happen. Yeah, like this is great. This is great. Like this is exactly what I thought was gonna happen. No, no, for real. Like I thought the Knicks were gonna be we're gonna be solid, right? Eventually, at some point, and. Some team, some team was that some player was going to be disgruntled like a uh, Zach Levine. I think it's going to be Zach Levine. That's what I think it's going to be. By the way, if you want a prediction, Zach Levine's going to get disgruntled with the Bulls. He's going to ask for a trade. He's going to ask to be traded to New York, the Knicks. The Knicks have always liked Zach Levine. They've always been tied to him in free agent discussions. They've always been tied to Zach Levine for a long time. So I think they're going to go after him. And he's signed a deal. I think he's, I think he's still on the contract for another year. Or so, so that's the guy. What happened? No, I'm saying. He's only got one more year left on the deal, so I don't think trading for him would be the best thing. Yeah, but I'm saying stars have saying power and that kind of stuff. Like I, don't, I think Harden had like years up in his deal, and that, you know, or like a, you know, a year and a half. Like regardless, like you, you trade for the player when you can because you don't know what they're going to do in free agency. You don't control that. You really don't. Like once they hit free agency, they can go anywhere. They don't have to come to the Knicks. They can go anywhere they want. Anywhere that can, anyone that can clear out enough cap space for them, they can go to. So now you're you're going to get other bidders. If they add, if, it, if they demand to be traded to your team, you have all the leverage. Like I was saying the whole time in the James Harden saga, I was saying the whole time with the Deshaun Watson saga, when you, in pro sports, when a player demands to be traded to your team, you do it. 
do it right there because you don't have control over where over over where they go in free agency. It's a lot harder to bid against the rest of the league as it, as opposed to bidding against four or five other teams that he didn't even say he wants to go to. So you do it. So there's that. But um, yeah, I think he'll end up there, and then they'll get rid of R.J. Barrett. That experiment will be over, and Knicks fans will be happy ever after. It'll be a good situation for them. You know, and then you can see if you can add another star player or something like that along the line. But the R.J. Barrett turn got to end, bro. You see how he, hate, he hates him. He hates him. He's I don't hate R.J. Barrett. I just don't think he's that good. He's just not that good. He's just not Yo, that real good. Quick, real quick, one of the names that was linked to the Knicks possibly is Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns or Julius Randle? Carl Anthony Towns? What are you talking about? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think Carl Anthony Towns. Better player. Carl Anthony. Okay, better player. But you think Carl Anthony Towns could be a face of a franchise and lead them to winning? No. So in that case, Carl Anthony Towns But neither can Julius Randle. But neither can Julius Randle, though. Neither can he. This combination with Tibbs, he's doing – Halfway good in his role right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, if y'all go with mediocre, mediocrity, which I know would be is a, is, is a step up for Knicks fans, then fine. Stay with Julius Randle. Stay with Tibbs. But if you want to get better and win, you get Cat and you get him a guard that can that can set him up a good guard. That's it. You trade. Yes, that's what you do. You need it. You need it. Oh, you get Cat. You win the lottery this year, right? Let's just let's just throw it out there. Let's see. Let's see if it happens, right? Sometimes good things happen to people who don't deserve it. So let's say they win the lottery. <laughs> And, and and they get like Cade Cunningham or Jalen Suggs or something like that, and you traded for Cat. You're lit. You're lit. What are we talking about? And you get RJ up out of there too. What? Yo, Nick says it's up. There he goes again. There he goes again. Yo, 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 R, yo, that so for real, bro. Like I'm being honest with you, I, I I don't see it. I don't see it, bro. With Cat though, I think it's it might be a hot take. I think it's still some time need to be shown that he is a superstar player. I think that's he's a star, that's but all right, I think he's a star. I don't think he's a superstar yet. And hey, I asked this, huh? I said we said this last year. I remember that when we're doing. That. I think, I think if I had the opportunity, if I'm Worldwide West, I'm not trading for a cat. I'll keep Julius Randle. And try to get somebody more like a Zach Levine instead of Cat, in my opinion. Especially since supposedly him and Tibbs had, had a little little thing. They didn't really work that well when he was in Minnesota. So well, I keep Julius Randle. He'll get fired eventually. He's going to keep that job. I, I hope people know that. This is not going to be a Knicks coach, Knicks coach for the next. He won't last five years in the job. He won't last. He may not last four years. I don't think he'll last four years. I'm going to get fired. You're going to get a superstar, and no superstar wants to play for Tibbs, unless your name is Jimmy Butler. That's what. That's another thing I was I was going to pick up, bring up before we end it. Do you, Miles, right, as a Knicks fan with, you know, as Greg has alluded to, it's been said, no, nobody want to play for Tibbs, man, unless you Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, you know, those Bulls, lifer people, Joe Kim, Noah, Todd Gibson, who is actually on y'all roster too. Do you think that's going to affect y'all getting the stars, having Tom Thibodeau as the coach? I don't think so. No. I mean, if you want to play for the Knicks, you come play for the Knicks. I mean, Tibbs' system is built on defense, which 
in years past, that hasn't been a, a featured thing with the Knicks. So I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to play for Tibbs. He he goes to bat for all his players. He he coaches everybody hard. He I think that Tibbs will be here for the long run. I think so. I don't think that regardless of a, a superstar coming, he'll tailor his coaching style to whoever comes. I don't think he'll just like if LeBron James comes, he's not going to treat him like some of these other guys. Even though I'm not saying LeBron James is coming, I'm saying if a player of that caliber were to come, I don't think he's going to be as hard on those people as. Let's you think say, he's just being hard because it's the younger team? I mean, that factors in too. I think so. I mean, I think Tim's stubborn. I think, oh, I think if LeBron come. And Michael Jordan came and from the 96 Bulls. Tibbs is stubborn. It's his way or the highway. R- rumored. Obviously, I never played for Tibbs. Never met the Joker in my life. But it's rumored it's Tibbs' way or the highway. And it works for players like Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose, who like, all right, we're of the same mindset. But I, I just can't see. Tibbs is an old-school basketball coach. He's an old-school basketball coach. Like and that don't work with these with these new school NBA superstars. It does not work. He, it's his way or the highway, like you just said. That's exactly it. You can talk about what he coaches that team if that's the case. He's best when coaching young teams with young talent. It's it's not gonna work when they get a superstar. And any it's not the reason why I want to them getting a superstar is because any superstar is coming is coming with the understanding that Tibbs is out. That's it. They come in with an understanding, it is gone. Guess what? When Kyrie and them came to Brooklyn. They came with the understanding, Kenny Atkinson was gone. They already knew. The writing was in the wall, bro. They were just looking for the next guy. He, when, they, when he got the call from Steve Nash, like, oh, you want to be a coach? Bad. Let's do it. Oh, for sure. Miles is shaking his head. For sure they knew he was leaving. It was never, it was never going to, it was never going to stay. It may have sh- shocked me initially, but it shouldn't have. Because Kenny Atkinson is the kind of coach who coaches young players and develops young players in the NBA, become stars. It takes you from being here being here to be, and for all the listeners, being a lower level player to a high level player. That's what he does. That's his job. That's his role. Tibbs is the kind of guy who establishes a winning culture through defense early on for the young players. It gets in the hard. That's what it is. When you get superstar players like that, you need someone who can do, who can handle the PR piece of it too. You got to be to manage egos. Every single, every single great coach who coaches superstars can manage egos. And Tibbs is proven over and over again he can't do that. When Tibbs was with, with Derrick Rose and that Bulls team, that team is young. Jimmy Butler was not the Jimmy Butler yet. He was not a superstar. You got to remember that. Very true. It was a lot different than when you coached Jimmy Butler. And I know he caught, he got Jimmy Butler on the back end with the Timberwolves too, but it's different. They had, they had established a rapport at that point. Okay, Derrick Rose, mild-mannered superstar. He's not your typical superstar. Derrick Rose is a loyal guy. He's quiet. He's a kind of guy that fits with Tim. It is not Zach Levine. It is not Cat. It's not Cat. It's not Cat. It's not these new school guys. It's not Devin Booker. It's not no. You want those guys? You want to be in the, a big player, a superstar for the Knicks? Go get rid of him. And don't worry, yo, Knicks fans can say gonna be our, Knicks fans can love him now. That's, that's how I go, right? We, I said New York fans is fair weather fans. I know that fair weather fans. It's, it's it's nice outside. Knicks are winning some games. They're above five hundred for the first time in like twenty years. I get it. You love this guy, yo. He's gonna be gone, and you should be happy he's gonna be gone. Guess who? Guess who I don't miss right now? The Nets fan. I don't miss Kenny Atkinson. I wish him nothing but the best. I don't miss him. It's scary hours. 
So if y'all want your own version of Scary Hours, <laughs> if y'all want a good version of Scary Hours in, in, in New York, get rid of Tibbs. Don't worry. It'll be done. Wes, Wes know the vibes. Wes gonna get him out of there quick. Get a call from D-Book's agent like, yo, trade for me. Let's just say that. Let's just say it happens on the line. It's just an example. It's not going to happen. But like a player of that caliber, guess who he's not worried about? Tibbs. I'll pay you. Hey, I'll pay you in a, in a cash front advance. Give you all your bro up front. Get out. Pack your stuff. Get out. You get a new coach. Whatever, whatever D-Book wants. Whatever player X wants. Ah, oh, bro. He, he's, he's, here for, he's here for a good time. Not a long time. That's it. Word. Shout out to Drake with that verse right there. But that is the end of this episode right here. And I believe, though, no matter what, though, if the Nets don't win a championship, all this ain't going to matter. It's, it's Nick's tape forever unless the Brooklyn Nets and the next and the next three, five years of this beautiful team of straight killers and closers don't win a chip in the next three to five. And they just was a, a cute, beautiful Nice best friend team. Hey, I think the Knicks is going to be the bigger and better story if Brooklyn don't win a chip out of all of this. But y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you, you ain't got to get ready. Benjamin, we out. Peace. I know you wanted to say something too. That's all I was like.